Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcasts. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health. You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. I'm Suzanne Kearns, mom and dot 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 writer, LGBTQ and sex ed advocate, and today officially COVID free. Hooray! Yay. I can hug my son again. <laughs> and I'm Missy Stevens, mom and dot 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 writer, foster child advocate, and this week kitchen update planner. I'm very excited for a little Ooh. facelift for the kitchen, not me, but I can do that as well. <laughs> And today we are really excited to have Laura Vanderkam here on the show. We've been teasing this for a couple weeks. Laura is the author of several time management books, including The New Tranquility by Tuesday, mm -hmm. along with I Know How She Does It and 168 Hours. She is the host of the Before Breakfast podcast and the co-host with Sarah Hart Unger of the Best of Both Worlds podcast. She lives outside Philadelphia with her husband and five children and blogs at lauravanderkam.com. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, well, I mean, saying that we're excited to have you here is an understatement. Understatement. I know. I was just listening to the Smartlist podcast yesterday, and they had Steven Spielberg on, and they were all going bonkers. And I was I trying to explain what talking to Laura meant to, to me, to my husband. And I was like, it's kind She's of like when Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> I, think, I think it would be more exciting to have Steven Spielberg on, but all right. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, really, I'd rather talk to you. I think that yes. you, you can help our lives out a little bit better. Yes. <laughs> so we learned a little bit about you from your bio, but could you give us a little Laura 101 as far as like where your career started and how it's progressed over the years? Sure. Well, I'm, uh, I always wanted to be a writer and I guess I, I am one. Now, you did that. I did, I did that. <laughs> although I do other things too. Um, I share ideas in general and I'm always looking for ways to help people spend more time on what matters to them and spend less time on whatever does not matter to them. And so I do that through books, through writing various places, through my podcasts, through speeches, anywhere I can meet people with these ideas. You know, people sometimes, well, did you grow up wanting to be a time management expert? And no, because that would be terrible. <laughs> it's like not nearly as When close. I was in the seventh grade. Yes, I don't know, fireman or Steven Spielberg, for that matter. You know, people want to be that instead. Uh, but it was a topic that I cared about. You know, I've always probably been one of those people who's into productivity and keeping time management mm -hmm. schedules and whatever. And as I realized, I was going to try to come up with a topic that I could write about that other people would be interested in, this rose to the top of the list that, you know, when I wrote about it, people responded well to it. There seemed to be a market for it. And there's other things I like to write about that nobody cares about. So eventually <laughs> you write less about those things. In the course of writing about these topics, I've also built my family. I have five children. They range in age from 15 to three. So a real spread yes. that, that does in fact keep life interesting. So my, <laughs> my daily life is, is managing the various content out there in the world and, and the chaos that is our home front. Well, a lot of our listeners are stay at home moms. We relate a lot to the stay at home momness and that we sometimes develop really bad habits because we don't value our time the way we maybe valued it when we were getting paid for our time. Are there some primary takeaways that you found in all of your research that really address this issue for stay-at-home moms? Yeah, although one of the most interesting things is I, yeah, there's the category of like pure stay-at-home mom, I think has shrunk quite a I bit. Agree. Like, you know, everyone's got something else they are, are doing. And it's the nature of the modern world. I mean, one mm -hmm. of, it's partly really cool that it's possible yeah. to do things that have outside economic value in ways that we still can work from home and, you know, work flexibly. And I think that's really awesome. But it's it's really changed the category entirely. Um, you know, I have people tell me they're, they're stay at home moms and it turns out they're working like 35 hours a week on their various jobs. I'm like, <laughs> yes. what does this even mean anymore? I, I don't know. Yes. But you know, I think all of us can can develop bad habits in various parts of our lives. And a big chunk of it is just time keeps passing no matter what you do, right? Mm -hmm. Like the next week from now, the next 168 hours in front of us is completely blank at the moment. 
But we will be on the other side of it. I mean, even if you locked yourself in a closet, you would eventually be on the other side of these 168 hours. They will have been filled with something. And so the question is, well, what do we fill them with? Where does this time really go? So for anyone, any walk of life, whatever you are doing, however you're spending your time now, I always recommend tracking your time. Ideally for a week, because that is the cycle of life as we tend to live it. But just see what you're doing. And in many cases, when a lot of your time is spent caring for other family members, there, there can be some ambiguous nature to it. Like, what? Yeah. how would I describe this past half hour if I had to oh, use yes. words? I, you know, it's like, <laughs> okay, well, I half made a sandwich and then got distracted because somebody had to have a diaper changed. And then while I was doing that, I was throwing a load of laundry. And then I realized, oh, yeah, the, the sandwich. We forgot about that. <laughs> and then go back down for that. And then the doorbell rings. You know how this goes. Yes. So it, it is a little bit challenging to describe, but but having some sense of it can help because then we can ask ourselves various questions like, well, what do I think about my schedule? Is this good? Is this not good? What, what do I think? You know, what do I want to spend more time doing? What would I like to spend less time doing? And, and when we have those, when we can work from actual data, then we can make wise choices. Whereas if we don't have the data, we're we're really just, you know, shouting in the dark. Yes. And I'm, I'm the nuts and bolts data girl. I love, I, we did the time tracking challenge that you yes. did and we're really in shock. I think it took a, probably about two hours for me to be in shock, <laughs> but definitely, <laughs> definitely in the first two days, it was just really eye opening and it super tied in with our words of the year, which are kind of a blend of intention and or intentional mm-hmm. um but then also just awareness and i think it's the awareness part you can't really be intentional about something until you know what what, what you're working with yeah. and the doing the time tracking really laid the groundwork for what are we really working with here yeah. and for listeners who have not done before can you talk about just the general benefits and then we're going to kind of talk about some of the observations that Missy and I <laughs> found in our own personal tracking. Yeah. I've been tracking my time for over seven years now on these weekly spreadsheets that are half hour blocks. They go from 5 a.m. Monday morning to 4.30 a.m. Sunday evening. Well, Monday morning, but you know they go Monday through Sunday along the top, half hour blocks down the left-hand side, 5 a.m. to 4.30 a.m. I write down what I'm doing. I check in three times a day, more or less. Each time it's about a minute. So it's not that onerous, especially at this point, now that I've developed certain habits about how I describe the various things I'm doing. It can be a little bit more complicated the first time you try. But the idea is is tricky. Yeah, the startup is tricky. But just to describe how you are spending time in words. And, and, you know, some people are like, oh, I have to choose various categories because they want to make cool pie charts. But that's that's the advanced version. Like, let's That was going to be one of my questions. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you need to, you're creating the... uh, the categories that are mutually exclusive and comprehensively exhaustive. Yes, so you can yes. have a 168 hour pie chart with all the little colors. Yes. I, oh, it's so fun. But you don't That's have to. That's my love do that. language. That's all, yeah. <laughs> you do not have to do that at all. Like you can just write down whatever you would like to describe how you're spending your time. Because the point is to have something that you can work with. And a big chunk of the problem is people don't remember where the time went. So we want to check in relatively frequently while you can still remember it. So you are accountable for your time. We try to go for a week because that's how we live our lives. Like if I told you to track a Tuesday, your Tuesday would look a certain way. Mm -hmm. But that has often no bearing on what your life looks like on Saturday, for instance. You know, whereas if we track all of that time, Tuesday and Saturday, you can get a pretty good picture of your life. But yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward. And then after you've got a week, you can go in and see how you feel about it and see what you would like to change. But, you know, it's the same as any business decision or anything like that. If you wanted to open a store, choosing a location, you'd want to know foot traffic and what neighboring mm-hmm. retailers are doing in terms of their business. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, you gather data in order to make smart decisions. And so really the only way to have data on how we spend our time is to collect it. Because if you just ask people where their time is going, they have no idea. Yeah. Sometimes they'll give you answers, but those answers are almost always wrong. Well, their <laughs> answer is usually, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm busy. Or, you know, they give me something like, I spend 30 hours a week on doing dishes. And I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. it just, that was a really eye opening thing. It just thing feels for me. Like, like it. Yeah. My little morning routine of like what my simple startup of the day is, you know, make my bed, vacuum the room. We have dogs. So I always vacuum my bed. Oh, my in the God. Morning and don't um, tell my husband. 
<laughs> he's gonna I mean, leave me or she shuts <laughs> shutters though um you know uh, do the dishwasher kind of straighten up start a little laundry whatever it doesn't take very long at all like it grows to this big thing in my mind like i have to do the morning startup but when you track it's like oh that that takes minutes really yeah no, it turns out it takes me five minutes to empty the dishwasher, which, you know, I, I would have told you it was like five hours because I hate it so much. <laughs> it can be five elapsed hours if you yeah. get distracted. But yeah, That's my son's chore, and he will treat it like it, it takes five hours. It, and it sometimes hours. from start to finish, it, it does may, take him five might. hours. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and so, okay, since I am kind of the nitty gritty girl, I'm... I did. That was going to be one of my questions is like, how do we categorize it so that we can make a, you know, a pie chart out of it? But I do think both Missy and I decided it's much more fun to turn it into a kind of a diary. And I think you do that similarly as well from reading your books. I do. I do. And uh, so for we recently did this large time challenge, you know, had thousands of people track their time for the week. And I posted my time publicly on the blog and I did it in narrative format. You know, this is what I did and this mm -hmm. is what happened, sort of keeping people along for the story yeah. to, you know, make something that anyone would actually want to read on a blog. But when I'm doing it on, you know, my logs, it's in Excel. So yeah. there's a limited amount of space for narrative. But I, yeah. I put a couple words in there that would help trigger the memory mm -hmm. because this has largely become about memory keeping. Like over seven years, I don't analyze it every week to see you know, how much <laughs> did I sleep? How much did I work? How much time did I spend in the car? I mean, I know roughly from occasional audits of how much time I spend on those things, but it's more about putting enough in that if I pull up this file, I can remember mm -hmm. that week. Yeah. And I've actually been experimenting with this because I've fortunately, you know, had a laptop right now that's lasted for a long time. I'm, I'm on a different one now because it lost the ability to do Zoom. Um, it's oh, old no. enough, but it's, uh, <laughs> it just gave up. It just gave up the ghost on Zoom. <laughs> but I'm still using it for Excel that it can still run. And so the last time that our particular date cycle matched up, because I name it for the Monday. So it was, you know, running through here with like six years ago. So when I, you know, this week is January 16, 2023, it would match up with January 16, 2017. So I can pull that week just to see because it would have the same date yeah. except yeah. that I add the 2023 now because I didn't know <laughs> to add that the first time, 2016. So I pull up the old one with the same name and look at it and see, you know, what was I doing yeah. six years ago? Yeah. What was, you know, going on in my life? And some weeks, not enough interesting happened that, I you know, it's a little bit hard to ascertain what that time was. But other weeks, there's enough specific on it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, actually, I remember that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I remember that scene. Oh, I remember walking into that coffee shop in Boston while I was there on a trip. You know, it's just, yeah. it's enough. The filing cabinet of memory is so strange and it's all still there. Yeah. But, you know, you have to have something that allows you to sort through the files to get uh -huh. to it. Yeah, I think that's just an extra benefit of doing it. It's I, I'm such a sucker for Facebook memories and those types of things and just being like, oh, what was I doing five years ago today? And so, yeah, I think that's super fun. And oh, for the, I was I also going to ask nitty gritty wise. So do you then have each of your weeks as like separate tabs in your Excel or do you have per month? You know, this is going to drive people crazy who are like better spreadsheet keepers than <laughs> me. So back when I first started doing this, I didn't know how long I was going to keep going with it. Mm -hmm. So I just did a new file every week. Oh, yeah, that will drive people crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now they're like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. so you have 400 individually yeah. named. No Excel wonder your laptop files. doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> like I am full. I'm oh, full. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> okay. That's hilarious. Okay. Last question about my nitty grittiness is, okay, so I chose, you have two different options for people who go and download it from your website. You can do the 15 minute or the 30 minute breakdown. Yeah. And I told Missy, I was like, I did the 15 minute and I feel like even that's too big of a block. Like <laughs> I'm such a confetti time person, which is yeah. bad. I know Cal Newport would probably have a heart attack being like, no, you need to do some deep work that takes more than 15 minutes. Um, so, but is that when people are just starting out, do you recommend doing this, this sh shorter block to account for that or does it matter? I think it doesn't matter. And this is one of those things where it helps to know yourself. So in your case, knowing that you often did switch tasks um, in 15 minutes or, or even maybe less sometimes, it can be helpful to have that. 
I like the 30, not necessarily because I'm always spending 30 minute chunks on things, but at some point you have to make an accommodation Mm -hmm. between detail and longevity. Mm. And for me, once I decided I was going to keep doing this long term, it's like, well, I could drill down more, but that's twice as many cells to fill out. Yeah. And so 30 minutes is enough where I know what I'm you can kind of identify 30 minute chunks um, on things. And if I'm doing more than one thing, I'll do commas, I'll do slashes, whatever in there for the category. But that was just fewer entries so that I felt it was sustainable over the long term. Got it. Okay. I I am done with my questioning. (laughs) I really encourage our listeners who have not tracked their time to give it a go. Like it was something I had the brakes on because it seemed like yet another task. And I wondered if it was really going to be all that valuable for me. All of those questions. And it's so valuable. And it is something I would like to keep doing in some shape, form or fashion. And so I encourage you to do that. But we want to move on and talk a little bit about Tranquility by Tuesday. I would like to be tranquil by Tuesday, like this coming Tuesday. It is Wednesday. Um, It's too late. I would (laughs) like it to be done in the next six days. Uh, But your next challenge starts next. No, soon. Friday, January 20th um, is the start. Yeah, so tell us about that. Yeah, so Tranquility by Tuesday is a book that came out in October. And it's about nine of my favorite time management rules that can help people calm the chaos and make time for what matters. I chose these rules over the past decade of writing about time management. Thousands of people have sent me their schedules at this point and asked for feedback. I realized I was often telling people the same things, mm-hmm. even though people's lives look incredibly different. There are certain guidelines that it turns out many people can benefit from. Mm-hmm. So kind of hone this down into nine canonical rules that, uh, you know, and then decided to test out systematically. So for Tranquility by Tuesday, I had 150 people try out these nine rules. They would learn a new rule each week. They would learn it. They would answer questions about how they plan to implement it in their lives. A week later, I would follow up, ask them questions about how it went, what challenges they faced, um, how they overcame those challenges, or if they needed to modify the rule and what effects they saw in their lives. I could measure them on various dimensions before the study, after the study. I'm happy to report that people's time satisfaction levels rose significantly over the course of nine weeks of learning these nine rules. But, you know, I I know that many people have read the book and thought, you know, I'd like to try these rules and they sort of do it haphazardly, which (laughs) happens. But if you'd like to do it more systematic, I am going to be leading a challenge over the next nine weeks where we will focus on one rule each week. You can just focus on the rule on your own. If you would like to sign up for my motivational emails, you can do that at my website and you will get a brief outline on Fridays of the rule, plus some questions you might want to ask yourself. And then the next Thursday, you will get, you know, a reminder of the rule and and some more questions you might want to ask yourself. I'll also be talking about the rule each week on my website and have some discussion gatherings in the course of of the nine weeks as well. But yeah, yeah, that's that's what we're going to be doing. I'm excited about it. And for people who are maybe hesitant, they're like, I don't need another email. I do really recommend signing up for the emails. They're short. They're sweet. They're really action oriented. There's no fluff. It's just it gets you doing what you need to be doing. At least I'm assuming it's going to be similar to the way that you did them for um, the time tracking as well. And in fact, they're very similar to the emails that people got when they were doing the project for the book. You know, I updated Mm -hmm. them and asked slightly different questions since I'm not you know, doing research on people's answers right. right now anymore. But yeah, so it's it's short. They're readable. I promise it won't take much time to go through them. But if you've been looking to improve your sense of time satisfaction, feeling like you have the time for the things that are important to you, maybe feeling a little bit more calm, like you mm-hmm. do have, you know, more space in your life, then this would be a good way to do it. Yeah. And it's a good reminder because it's yes. it's easy to go through your day and at be four o'clock and you'd be like, wait, oh, there's an email to remind me of the thing that I was supposed to be doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I just love how you have used actual data to pull together these Speaks nine Speaks to Susan's priorities. heart. I know my data. I used to be a data <laughs> analyst. So I, I love it. But I got to say, we're ashamed to admit we almost got stuck on number one already um, as far as having a bedtime. And so we've talked about this before, Missy, too, is that for some reason, I think this is maybe a mom thing, maybe a human thing. I don't know. We've 
convinced ourselves that sometime between 11 p.m. and midnight is like really super quality me time. Like that's we're that owning it. revenge time. Yeah, is yeah, that's that I think that is what they call it, that revenge time or whatever saying, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to just sit here and scroll through Facebook for an hour because my kids can't stop me at midnight. <laughs> so what is that? How do we get past that? Are yeah, I, it's totally understandable and, and particularly in, in what I call the, the busy years where people who are like building careers, raising families or both, you know, you have sort of limited free time. You don't have no free time. Like, let, let's be clear. We don't have yes. zero free time, but it is more limited than it may be at other periods in life. Yeah. And, and so we have a tendency to, especially as our willpower kind of disintegrates toward the end of the day, be like, oh, no, no, I, this is my time I can have for myself. I want to keep it going um, yeah. and, and get enough me time. The problem is, of course, you, you pay for it the next day if you aren't getting enough sleep because most adults can't necessarily move the time they wake up in the morning. Like you have to get up for work or for family responsibilities. The kids have to get the, out the door to school or you have a baby who wakes up early. Like you're not going to get to sleep in in the morning just because you stayed up late at night. And so mm -hmm. right. I try to convince myself, rule number one being to give yourself a bedtime, that going to bed on time is, is like sleeping in. It's just on the other side of the sleep, right? <laughs> I like that. Yes. So if you aren't going to move it on the other side, you have to move it on the beginning side. But that doesn't change the me time thing, which everyone wants me time. Everyone deserves me time. You need to figure out how to create a schedule where you have me time at other points, right? Mm -hmm. And you can totally do this, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or anything else. You don't have to settle for zero me time. Let's just put it that way. So look at your life. Figure out where can I build in times that I can have other bits of autonomous time that I can spend on those fun adult-only activities without my kids interrupting me, whatever it is you want. Um, one of the other Tranquility by Tuesday rules is to take one night for you. Have one night that you are off from either work yeah. or family responsibilities. Have that be your night. Like schedule it in regularly. And... That's some autonomous time you have right there. Um, I encourage people to take breaks through the day, you know, instead of scrolling around on, you know, online, which often doesn't register that it's free time. Like, yeah. you know, until really, you have to put it in the time I, track. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you, but think about what else you would like to do. Like, do you want to read? Do you want to do a puzzle? And, and when you have a spot of time during the day, do that instead. You know, if you have really little kids, I know it's very hard to get time to yourself, but, you know, do the kids nap, for instance. Like, don't clean your house during nap time. Right. That is that's your union break. Right. That's what the busy toddler way. If you guys follow her on Instagram, she just calls it, call it, calls it her, her union break. You know, use that time. Just like your house can can be a mess. Like you don't need to or or even if you are going to do chores, like do your me time first. Like take the first hour of nap to do me time. And then the mm -hmm. second hour can be the other stuff, because yeah. if something gets interrupted, then it's the second hour. Right. Yeah. It's. It's the, it's the chores. It's the emptying the dishwasher yeah. or cleaning the kitchen, picking up the toys. There's why. Like, they're, they're just going to come out again. So, you know. Yeah. Um, and the time tracker did really play into this this week because mm -hmm. as I was trying to combine that with, okay, how do I get to bed at a normal time? How do I do all these things? We started realizing just this small decision shift of moving our dinner mm -hmm. back an hour because the dinner was... First of all, my daughter brought it up to me because she's like, I eat like two giant snacks before dinner. Like, can we have dinner earlier <laughs> so that it's just like, I don't feel like I, I have to have it. all she's these like, free meals. <laughs> yeah, she's like, We're, your kids are starving, feed us. So, <laughs> and the reason I was moving dinner back was because they were eating all these snacks. And I was like, well, I'm not going to feed them, you know, right after yeah. they had a snack. So we've, oh, we've negotiated that as a family. It's like, okay, I know you're starving when you get home do your little amuse bouche or whatever and then we'll um yeah. then we'll figure out dinner around there but it also just shifted everything back as far as like okay we do our time when we have dinner we watch jeopardy together as a family and then we would usually branch off after that my son would go do his physical therapy my daughter would disappear to wherever 17 year old girls go and then my husband and i would kind of have our little date time you know where we would hang out and watch tv or do whatever and i think that that was pushing that back so late that my husband and I felt like okay you know by the time they go to bed by the time it's all done it's you know nine o'clock if we want to watch some 
TV shows or whatever. It's not done till 11. Then by the time you get ready for bed, it's 1130. And so just that shift of moving dinner back an hour, we're not changing anything else. We're still doing all of our little routines that we used to do. Um, but it's made, it's, I mean, granted it's been a week, but you know, it's, it's really made a big shift for us. And I, I and the kids are happier cause they're getting fed and they're not, you know, eating Cheez-Its, they're eating dinner instead. So I think that there are just small decisions that we can make that can have a big impact. Yeah. And when aware. you see, when you see that on your log, I mean, you see that maybe the time before dinner isn't necessarily being spent on anything that you cared about. So it was mm -hmm. something that could move. Uh, you know, often we have these stories in our head of like, what time is dinner or whatever. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, right. that, that, that's not set in stone. I mean, it could can move, it can change, uh, you know. And so figuring out what is best for the family schedule can, can definitely help a lot. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm a recovering perfectionist. I say recovering because I'm really trying to learn that Perfection can be the enemy of done. And so I have a lot of things in my life that aren't done. But as a perfectionist, I want to track my time perfectly as well. And I want to eliminate all the bad things. And I'm just wondering if seven years down the line, do you find yourself still dealing with a time suck? Is there something you still struggle with? Like, I guess I want to hear it from a not everybody's perfect. Sandwich. Yeah, no, of course, nobody's, <laughs> nobody's perfect. I don't even know what perfect would mean in terms no, of time. I mean, it's just like, you know, we all have things we have to do and, and time is going to pass regardless. So it's going to be filled with something, you know, and like everyone, I, I struggle with spending time on low quality leisure activities, which tends to be the scrolling around online mm -hmm. um, in a way that's not particularly relaxing or anything and, and there are certain reasons for it i mean you know at night i'm sometimes sitting with my three-year-old who wants somebody sitting there while he's going to bed and you know i like dealing with that reality that you know i can mm -hmm. leave and he'll scream and eventually he'll <laughs> fall asleep but you know i could just sit here too and then i'll just scroll <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah you know you wind up using it it's like well i could read ebooks but i am not always reading books at that time <laughs> I know, um, these phones are really like there's so much great stuff they can do but we are drawn to the we're, we're drawn to it you know and and there's certain things i do to try to have more quality leisure time you know i like to do puzzles so i get lots of 1000 piece puzzles and you know time that you would spend scrolling you could spend doing puzzles instead mm -hmm. and so that's something I, I do and obviously trying to read at various points as, as well as helpful. But yeah, no, we all have time. There, there's nobody in, in seeing thousands of people's time logs. I have not met anyone who spends all 168 hours per week on things that are you know, meaningful or enjoyable for them or the people they care about. It just, it just doesn't happen. Have you that ever gotten a time log that you know had to have been falsified? <laughs> I have um, <laughs> because I, you know, some people I have for various things, you know, collected time logs for whatever projects and somebody has been told they have to do it. So they send me like basically next week's calendar. Oh, their Excel, like their, their, their Outlook calendar for next week. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, that is not a time log. No. That's how you even intend, mine looks good for that. Like you yeah. intend to spend. Yeah. <laughs> Next week. What did you actually But let's do? report back on the other side mm -hmm. <laughs> of whether this all actually happened as intended or, you know, I'm like, I'm sure yeah. if I'm going to make it up, like, I sleep oh. the perfect eight hours every night. Like, <laughs> you know. I love that. Exercise oh five gosh. times a week for 40 minutes. Right. Yeah. Uh, Never fails. Never uh, fails. <laughs> Okay. Now, so since it is the beginning of the new year, although Missy and I consider our new year in August, that's when we really feel yeah. like when the kids go back to school, we feel like that's the mom's new year, at least the stay at home mom new year. But the people who make calendars think it starts in January. So <laughs> <laughs> I know that you do your awesome podcast uh, with Sarah Hart Unger too, the best of both worlds. And may, this might be a better question for her because she's like the planner extraordinaire, right? Like as far as like the perfect agenda. But do you have a favorite planner agenda organizational system? I know that Missy and I think every year we're going to find one that changes our whole life. Yeah. Well, sadly, it's not about the planner. <laughs> it's <laughs> It's having a system itself yeah. that you stick with. And and so if there's something you stick with, then it's great. And if you don't, then it won't. It doesn't yeah, matter yeah. what it is. But you need somewhere that you can capture the things that you want to do, need to do, 
wish to do and some way to tie them to the 168 hours that you have every Mm -hmm. week. I personally use a paper calendar. It's a weekly at a glance. It's a little tiny thing. It has weeks and I write down time specific commitments on there. Then I also have a planner. I am currently using a Whitney English academic year model. So there you go. It, it starts in uh, <laughs> Oh, July. hey, okay. there we go. So it's like, it's okay. like that. But uh, it is also I'm a sure weekly, a weekly one. Mm-hmm. Um, on the left, it has the days of the week going down the page. And the right-hand page is blank, right? Got lines for writing. But that worked Ooh. very well with the way I plan. And for years, I had been basically divvying up notebooks I bought from Target to look like that. Mm. So I would have the left side with the days of the week where I'd put individual to-do lists for each day. Mm-hmm. And the right side would be my overall priorities for the week. And then you mm-hmm. do professional priorities, personal priorities, whatever, and then map them on to the left side with the dates um, as Ooh, I decided to pull I things like over. That. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sarah, my co-host who knows all things about all planners on the market had observed this system and said, well, we could fancy you up a little bit Um, that she bought me the Whitney English model, which more or less replicated what I had been doing on my notebooks from Target. Uh Um, So I got a little fancier. Very uh, nice. We love a fancy planner. (laughs) Ask me, you know, well, what is the right planner or what is a good system? It's honestly, I think you kind of have to think about what works for you, like I think it's good to have a place where you have your weekly priority list. And I always suggest mm-hmm. people have this somewhere. But it could be a notebook. It could be something you do electronically. It could be, you know, whatever. But it is that you think about what are my priorities for the upcoming week? What are they if you are working for pay? Obviously, that would be a category, you know, professional. It'd be what are my family priorities or other relationships, friends, you know, spouse, partner, et cetera. Uh, what are my personal priorities? Or, you know, if you're involved in a lot of things in your communities, maybe that would be a category on its own, you know, extensive volunteer work or anything like that. But in these major categories of work in whatever form you do it, relationships, self, what do I need to do over the next week? What would I like to do over the next week? Mm-hmm. What steps can I make toward my long-term goals in these categories? And then figure out roughly when you are going to do them. So as long as you have some place for listing goals, some place where the goals get assigned a time, yeah. Then you have mm-hmm. a good system. Okay, I know. I know. I've I've got. I to just the... wrote down the Whitney. I mean, I just bought a new planner, so I, I'm I'm committed to it for the year, and I think it's going to work. But if for some reason it doesn't, then I am uh, saving this because this looks and it starts in July. So if if you decide yeah. to pull the plug yes. in the summer, <laughs> the other one, you, it's like you're starting anew. Yes. No, I think because I actually I discovered after using every planner in the world that the thing that was holding me back was I like the feel of a spiral notebook, mm-hmm. which it was really hard to find a spiral notebook that did everything I needed. But I found this awesome. It's campus. I, I had to order it from Japan. Yeah. It's crazy. But it's a you open it like a three ring binder. So it's a spiral notebook that you can, you know, take in and out pages and move things around and put little indexes and stuff. And so I've actually got the little papers and I've designed my own layout for exactly what I need, but I'm still finding ways to tweak it. And I think that you may have just filled in the block because what I have is like all my days, but there's always like, you just have a chunk of stuff like notes I took with the plumber or, you know, these kinds of things or lists of doctors that you need to research, blah, 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 that kind of thing. And it's so that I think fits in nicely with that weak block that you have on the mm-hmm. side. So I'm going to try integrating in that into my little spiral wonder Japanese planner. And I will just throw out here for people, if they're also looking for a different fresh start that January didn't do it for you, many, um, probably not this particular Japanese planner, but many of the Japanese ones start in April. That's when like their ah. school years start and like their new leases start and everything. It's one of these, I don't know, different cultural things, but so yeah. often they start in April. I love okay, that. So if okay. you're still looking out there. <laughs> if you're still looking, you could order from Japan and have your year start in April. <laughs> and then if that she doesn't work, you can do the, do the, school, the, the school, school year start in the summer. You just have so many times to restart. Don't give up, y'all. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And you honestly, you're in charge. You're you in can charge. restart whenever you want whenever to start. You want. Whenever yes. You're the boss of you. 
Yes, which is the reason I have a completely empty Hobonocchio planner that I bought a few years ago that I was like, what? I have the one you and I both bought last year. I can't think of the name of it. It's beautiful, but it wasn't spiral and it's really heavy. Mm-hmm. And I never, I never, never used it. Oh, yeah. No, we can't get that. That's KJ's one that they always use. Oh, okay. I do, we'll, I do we'll like it just things. for writing and doing things and like journaling. It's a gorgeous one for that. Yeah, but yeah, beautiful. I need this spiral. I need something that can go yeah. floop and that I can. Yeah, my new, new one's a spiral. I love it too. So well, we are close on time. So we're about to go to our look, listen, learns. But before we do that, can you tell our listeners the best place to find you? I know- Come visit me at lauravandercam.com. That's just my name. Um, and it's good to have a unusual name in this era <laughs> yes. of websites. Um, but you know, I blog there, I've got information on all my books, my podcasts, et cetera. So you can, you can find me there for sure. All right. Okay. Yeah. And check out the challenge that starts. It'll be tomorrow when this airs. Yes. Friday tomorrow. the 20th. Awesome. So we're going to jump into our look, listen, learns. And for anyone who is new here, we thank you for being here. We hope you will come back. And at the end of every show, We spend a few minutes just talking about things we're looking at, listening to, learning. It can be serious. It can be silly. And we do not ever put our guests on the hot seat first. So Suzanne, you're up. What are you look, listening, learning? Oh, well, we talked about last week how I've been looking at a lot of things because being stuck in my room with COVID for two weeks, I binged a lot of TV. The one that I had been a little hesitant to watch because I was scared of Zoe going off to college and watching Sex Lives of College Girls. Um, But I finally did it. And it is so cute and funny. And yes, there is a lot of sex, but it's much more sex positive than like a euphoria where there's a lot of sex, but it's just like horrible. This is more fun. And I think a little more realistic. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been a college student, Uh, but it was really, and it's Mindy K. Well, it's done by Mindy Kaling. Um, So it's that kind of spirit and humor and stuff. So super, super fun. Even if your daughter is going off to college and this is horrifying thought for you. And I've been listening, this is going to very sound woo-woo, but listening to your body, and this ties into also one of my learns, which is learning to honor our bodies when they need to rest and heal, because there was a time before my COVID test said I had COVID, where I knew I was sick, like I did not feel good, but I didn't feel like society thought it was fine for me to rest until like I had a little stick that said real look at I promise I'm I'm sick sick. I'm super this thing says so and I don't know if that's a mom thing or a woman thing or just a busy you know capitalist society thing but I did feel like and there's been so many times when I have felt even way worse than when I had COVID but have just moved through my life because I felt like well no one can tell that I feel this bad so it doesn't count and so just I have learned to yeah listen to my body and know that I deserve to rest when I need to and then I did have another creepy learn last night that my husband showed me oh my god y'all these AI things are going to take over the world Uh, oh my god no because I've been hearing about it and stuff and Mm -hmm. like these poor English teachers are like oh I can't do anything whatever and so he did one my husband's a writer and so he basically said do a query letter for a book about this and this thing pooped it out and he put it on twitter and all these writers are freaking out like (laughs) oh no it was probably better than 80 percent of the queries most agents get and so as so we're definitely better than a lot of first drafts right oh my gosh oh my gosh it's so scary and so last night was the last night to submit applications to RISD which Zoe has decided not to apply to RISD but just for the heck of it we're like in case she changes her mind at 11 like (laughs) let's (laughs) let's, an application (laughs) or like let's tell it to um, do a do a application essay to RISD for an illustration major that's literally what he typed write an application letter to RISD for an illustration major. Oh my God. It Ugh, was so spooky. And granted, I know people who are reading it was like, yeah, anybody could have written this. But I mean, you just plunk a couple little specifics into that thing as far as like, you know, it says, oh, I have taken all these classes. And if you just say like these classes I actually took, I mean, it is, I don't know if I'm horrified or like, for when you're having writer's block and just need something to kick you in the right direction, it could be a really fun tool to have. Part of me is in love with it. Part of me like is in fear for our lives. But anyway, mm-hmm. it if for anyone who has not played around with it, it is 
freakishly fast good it's 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 scary but anyway that was my learn i don't know if it's a learn it's just i'm scared now (laughs) i know i know the landscape looks real different and i don't know how i feel about it yet yeah i feel bad for teachers out there oh but anyway laura what are you look listen learning about well, looking, I, I sorry, I, I don't really um, have a whole lot of TV shows, and I'm not saying that what I consume is any higher brow, um, but uh, <laughs> my effortless fun of choice being puzzles, I have been looking a lot at um, this one I've just finished, which was a puzzle of Shakespearean insults. And so <laughs> it was <How> fun. <laughs> all these different, like, insults from yeah. his plays. Um, so text only kind that? of puzzle but how long does that take in different format it took what what is it january 18 so i took like 16 days i guess because i started it right in the new year yeah um do a little bit every day Mm -hmm. now do you have a puzzle like we have we had to get for my son because he's a mega puzzle dude too this huge flat wooden thing and so it's you know it's just like an inch deep but it's a puzzle table and then when we're not using it, it has a plastic sheet that you put over it, and then we can just put it under the couch. Like, what what is your puzzle methodology? Because we don't have a lot of spare tables or whatever, so we have to do that. Yeah, so we don't really use our dining room all that much. Like, we tend to eat okay. at the kitchen table. So I actually have been using the dining room table as my puzzle table. But I did buy mats that can roll up. So okay. theoretically, like, if we do have a dinner party, I can roll the puzzle <laughs> up in process yes. and put it away. My sister-in-law has that. Yeah. She's a real big puzzler and she has that. Does it have like the inflatable thing that yeah. goes in no, the middle? The inflatable and, yep. thing that you roll so cool. it over. Yeah. No, it's it'll be it'll be good if I need to use it, but um I have not apparently much having fewer dinner parties than puzzles. So. <laughs> um and uh, but yeah, just you know, laughing as I'm, you know, seeing these insults over and over and like, you know, his wits oh. as thick as Tewksbury mustard. <laughs> oh my god. Or, I do not bite my thumb at thou, sir, but I do bite my thumb. <laughs> or, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh, you gotta send us you a picture. Lily livered boy. Yeah, send a picture. We'll you put it in. Plot of notes. Wayworld Marl. Uh you banbury cheese. Oh that's my just... god. Oh, comparing oh people god. to cheese. That's just <laughs> that is rough. Um, oh my god. Yes, leave thy bane bibble babble. Uh so I've been looking at that a lot. Um, listening, I am um, thrilled that I am, in fact, going to the Taylor Swift concert in <gasps> the spring. Um, my, my oldest and I have tickets to it. So we I've been listening to Midnight's a lot. Oh, yeah. nonstop. Make sure non-stop. that I'm oh, prepared for this experience. Um, and then, so uh, jealous. Yeah. Oh, gosh, what have I learned? Sometimes we don't learn anything. <laughs> we don't we don't learn anything. No, I've I I learn, you know, I really enjoy so we had, you know, about four thousand people track their time over the past week. And it is always amazing to me to see, you know, what people do take away mm-hmm. um, from it. And and you were mentioning about just like moving dinner by an hour and that could change everything. Or, you know, I have somebody else who you had just been working out on on weekends, but you know, because weekends is when you do exercise. You, it's not possible during the week, right? But but uh-huh. it turns out, what if you just say, you know, well, look, hey, there's 20 minutes where I'm not doing anything on Wednesday. I could walk, like you know, it's like, hey, yeah. now it's not an only a weekend thing. Now I've noticed that my life, you know, this is possible. Yeah. Um, you know, or people just saying like, well, I could do some different form of effortful fun versus the effortless fun of scrolling around online. I see I'm spending more time on that than I wish. And I have something else I'd like to do with my time. So I'm going to do X mm-hmm. and then they find it it does work. So it's just, I, I'm really enjoying seeing people's discoveries from that. Yes. I, I mean, I've loved it. I cannot recommend it enough to just sit down and really look at what you're doing from an objective standpoint. Yeah, not, not blaming yourself. Like, there's no yeah. need to be like, oh, you know, you thought you were so busy and I see that you spent three <laughs> hours on this. Like, right. nobody cares. Like, really, no. nobody cares. It's no. it's all only for you. And if you're yeah. approaching it in a spirit of feeling like shame or guilt about it, like, just stop and like come back to it when you're in a different yep. headspace. This is just about being curious. Like, mm-hmm. I'm curious where my time goes because... I would like to spend more time on all these wonderful things I could be doing. And I want to find the time if it's available. And, you know, 
There you go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I can approach it like an experiment. An experiment. It's totally like an experiment. Yes. Yeah. All right, Missy, you've been look, listen, learning anything? Yeah, a little bit. I have been watching Slow Horses on Apple TV. Have either of you watched Slow Horses? I don't think I've even it's, heard of that one. It is a group of like basically disgraced MI5 spies. And so they don't get to work in the main office. They have to work in this place called Slough House. And it's we're in the second season. I don't know how many seasons there are. I don't think many. But it's funny in like a dark, twisted way. But we laugh out loud at least once every episode. And just a good like old-fashioned spy mystery kind of show. It's uh, oh, Gary Oldman. Is, oh, uh, wow. Okay. He's great. He's, yes, which he kind of looks like his name at this point. Like this character is just a mess. Like just <laughs> he drinks, he smokes, he does not take care of himself. He's a disaster, but he's an excellent spy. And so you kind of get glimpses into why he is in this secondary location. So that's been fun. And Mark and I both like it. So we've been watching. We don't always finish an episode, but we watch while the kids are at swim practice. We have a little time for TV. And I just read, actually, I listened to it, but I, and I recommend it because she narrates it. I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. Have either of you read that? Oh, that's on my list. Yeah. It's. Sorry, mom. My mom listens to this. I know. know. (laughs) Mom, I don't want you to die. Um, No, it's hard to read. I mean, she, it's the relationship she had with her mom, her, it's a very abusive relationship. She did not know she was in an abusive relationship. It is there. It's an interesting story. And it, many times you're just like, oh, my God. And she reads it. So you're really hearing the emotion in her voice and, mm. you know, her personal take on it. And so I recommend that one. Read it or listen to it. And then my learn is kind of, I don't know. Anyway, I have learned do not stop exercising for an extended period of time. No matter what. I had surgery in May and I just didn't really bounce back like I thought I would. And then I broke my foot in September. Yeah. And so just, I was just like months of like, I was just sort of getting back into the swing of things and I broke my foot. And then there was all kinds of stuff I could have done for exercise while my foot was broken and I just didn't really do it. So now I am getting back to it. I'm really sore and I'm really oh. tired. And one of my focuses for 2023 is strength and mobility. But oh, this first few weeks has been really hard. Oh. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't have to be this hard. Like, just stick with it. Do a little something. Don't get me regular basis. started. My half marathon training went yeah, plunk for the past two weeks. I'm a little nervous because our race is in a month. And I do. Uh, probably injure myself trying to catch up. I don't, don't do know. that. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, no. Can, so can I, I tell you a story? Yes. Um, of 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 like people's, you know, the fact that you're even thinking about it, like probably puts you. I once in my life ran a marathon, and you had to be on the bus to the starting line like early in the morning. So I'm like all mm-hmm. nervous, like in my you know running jacket, like ready mm-hmm. to go in my um. You know, so I nervously start talking to the lady next to me about like our our preparation, what we've done for our training for it. She's like, yeah, I've never run more than 10 miles before. This will be interesting. Oh, gosh. I think. I wish I had that level of like, (laughs) just going to go do this. I'm just going to go do this. Like, whatever. We'll find out. Oh, my God. I remember my first half marathon we ran. It was right after we got married. It's over 20 years ago. Like, mile 12 we get there and there's some girl you know this little teenage girl running in keds and i was just like oh to be young yes, <laughs> yes. i mean well, even when you're young that's only marathon idea. was in hawaii and it's a qualifying marathon for the ja- japan marathon and so there's a lot of japanese runners and i'm dying i mean i trained my heart out but i'm not meant to be a runner and so i'm just dragging my ass up these hills and it's awful and a little Japanese man, probably in his 70s, maybe older. I don't know. Everybody looked old to me then. I was young, but he was definitely <laughs> old. He went running by me in wooden sandals, <laughs> wooden <laughs> sandals, and he passed me. Just, yeah, here I am in my, you know, expensive running shoes and all the gear and just, Oh, yes. No, we will see. Last year, my daughter had a lot of trouble training. She was having blisters. She was getting shin splints. We went through like three pairs of shoes. So she was kind of as 
behind as I am in training by the time she found a pair of shoes that were working for her. This year she's been, while I was sick, every once in a while I'd roll over and check my phone. I'd see her little dot. I'm like, oh, she's running around the lake. So she's <laughs> she's going to be the one dragging me this year. We ran it together last year too. Um, but we did learn last year. Well, first of all, our Kearns Family Sticks Together motto was from when my husband and I ran our first one, the one where the girl and kids um was passing us um but so we usually just stick together whoever needs a little break we take a break together so we'll see we'll see if the current family sticks together she may give up on me this year and, <laughs> and run off um, so we'll uh, see i'll check back in a month and let you know what happened i know don't hurt yourself though it's not worth it no 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 i'm gonna keep doing i i think i left off our last long run was at six miles so i know that from past training, I know I should be able to get back there, but I don't, I just don't know what the COVID effect is going to be um, as far as just my body yeah. still recovering. So we'll find out doing a run this weekend. <laughs> good luck. Uh, oh my Thank gosh. Thank you so much. This was fascinating. I think that we will have to have you back at some point sure. to dive deeper into some of these things. It's just, I love it. I love what you do. I know. Thank you so much. And as, I mean, you've got your new book that we're talking about and that we're doing the event for next week, but you've got like how many other books? Six books? A lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. And <laughs> I just, I just finished the off the clock and it was so funny. I was telling Missy, as like, it's, we say this a lot, but it was really nice to hear you say it at the end of the book was the idea that, okay, we know all the things we should be doing. <laughs> it's just a matter of actually doing them, doing them. and not yep. shaming ourselves when we don't do them and just taking that next one right step in the right direction is the key to getting some movement and momentum. So mm -hmm. we've talked about so many things in today's episode. If people are finding it overwhelming at all, I just, I would take Laura's advice from off the clock and just, you know, just take that one next step that yep. it speaks to you and just roll with it from there. So, yeah. So excited to start this next project with you. So everybody go sign up and we'll put all the links in the show notes. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. Thank you. Thank Have you. a good afternoon. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you know someone else who could benefit from today's episode, be sure to share it with them. Also, please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in the show notes over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, you can find us at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. You can find links to the group, all of our socials, and our questions and comments section over at our website, momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you so much. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.